0: I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for making some time to listen today, and I do hope and pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. Do you believe that numbers have meaning? I really really do. I mean, I'm not a numerologist or anything. It's just interesting to me. A numerologist believe that there is a divine or mystical connection between numbers and people, events, and even ideas, you know, all of those paradigm shifting moments in the human story. And I was thinking about this after a prayer meeting last weekend, where our host mentioned that she's been praying as she's been praying about the pandemic and how things are unfolding globally. The number three keeps coming to mind and spirit. And I agree with her. I mean, I feel like This that there's something important about all of this global unrest that will be unraveled or revealed at the end of a full three year span. So I was in agreement with her about that. And it really caught my attention and caught my heart because, you know, it's just interesting to hear someone else, you know, that confirming word about the number three in all of this. And I know that's not really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not really helpful. It's just a thought. And it's just interesting to think about how many things that are epically unknown today. Come on, it's 2021. I had some ideas about what this year would be like and here we are more than halfway through the new year and a lot of the ideas that I had, they haven't manifest and things have just, you know, been a little bit weird, you know, not just for me and for so many others that I've been having conversation with. So it's just interesting to think about how many things are epically unknown today. Even now, in this moment, and things that will not be revealed until some foreseeable time or unforeseeable time, really, in the future. Aren't all things in the future unforeseeable? But that's a whole nother episode. Questions are happening like what is the future? of education in the United States. I think about this one a lot because of my the time that I was serving at Codeverse, the startup called Codeverse on a mission to teach a billion kids to code and I started that in 2018 and 2020 kind of changed things a lot with that whole endeavor. But, you know, what's the future of education here, you know, in the United States especially? Are we finally going to let go of that antiquated system that was created directly to favor the industrial revolution? Are we going to let that expire so that our kids can actually learn by focusing on what they're good at individually, their strengths instead of their weaknesses, learning what they're meant to know instead of what they're supposed to be good at? You know, will our kids be encouraged in the, the new system of education to learn through play? as we're designed to do all of our lives? And what about the future of law enforcement in the United States? How about housing and caring for the poor and the needy and the underserved and underprivileged? What's gonna be the outcome of so much civil unrest directly related to the pandemic? And places like South Africa, please pray for South Africa. Even now, there's so much unrest and chaos. Or what about the political situation in Haiti? Or closer to home, what will our family lives be like now that so many of us are just so good, so much better even from working from home and learning from home full time? You know, what will corporate life be like in this new telecommuting paradigm that's working so well so far? And exactly how about this one? How many darn streaming services can there possibly be? I know. I know. That's a lot of questions. We're all asking a lot right now. And at the heart of it all, at the core, what exactly will the future bring? And that's an ancient question, you know? And there's a bit of exhaustion that can happen when you do what some leaders call a brainstorming of questions exercise. There's a bit of exhaustion that can come from this whole brainstorm of questions. And it's about making time, really. It's an important thing to do, to deliberately ask all the questions that are brimming deep within. Um, It's just a valuable habit to acquire. Just slowing down, as I always say and remind myself, slow down and ask yourself, What questions are you asking about the future and how can you tell if you're truly being inquisitive for the sake of good, for good outcomes, or if it's really just worrying, which is what causes that exhaustion directly related to concerns about the unknown and the future. Now, I'm so thankful that I have some reminders set up in my life to prompt me to re-enter and re-center myself in the presence and peace of God when I get overwhelmed by these types of questions. And if that happens to you sometimes, I do hope and pray that you'll know that it's just human to have these concerns. And one of the best tiny but so mighty habit for successful soul care that I recommend for those times when you're feeling on the, like you're teetering on the edge of worry and concern, you know, you cross the line from concern to worry. If you practice this tiny habit for soul care that I'm going to share with you, I feel and believe, really with all my heart, that you're going to experience some a fresh infusion of peace. And this tiny habit for successful soul care is inspired by what Jesus told the disciples when they were looking too hard and too long at the horizon line. I mean, they were all hyped up about it, but they were also really scared and, and concerned and even worried, losing their peace over what lies hidden in the great beyond. And Jesus, he responded to them in Matthew chapter 6 in the New Testament. He said, "'Don't worry. Do not worry. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body is going to fill up with light, God's light.'" But if you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, I love the way the Message Bible says this, if you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body becomes like a musty cellar, and what a dark life you will have. How deep is that darkness, Jesus said. And if you decide to live for God, alternately, living a life of worship, appreciation, it follows that if you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtime, or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion, on trend. There is far more to life than what we put in our stomachs, and far more to outer appearances than clothes. Just look at the birds, he says. Free, unfettered, unworried. They're not tied down to a job description. They're careless, Just resting in the care and the provision of God. I think of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my father, and I lack nothing. So don't worry, Jesus said to his followers and to us, to you and me, you know, to every follower across the span of human time, God's got you. You're right there in the center of his gaze, right in the palm of his hand and safe in his love forever. Now, I know that's a hard thing to just grab hold of, to embrace and believe sometimes when you're caught up right in the center of uncertainty and even chaos. I mean, 2019, whoa, that was a that was one of the hardest years of my adult life, and, and 2020, of course, was really, really rough for everybody, but I have a friend right now in South Africa. Please pray for her and her, her family. Please pray for my friend, Dill because she is watching the community that she loves unravel outside as people are in panic. They're just intoxicated with panic and, f- and fear and want and need. Or maybe you're in a professional transition like my other friend, Nathan. He's bravely taking a step of faith into a brand new industry. He's meeting new people and learning a brand new trade. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Can be some fear that that, that bubbles up, you know, if you're human. And maybe there's a new baby on the way for you. I have a lot of friends who had COVID uh, babies, 2020 babies. Or you've just started a new degree program or finished one. In this linear miracle called life, there are just so many unknowns, So the tiny habit for successful soul care I have for you today is to do a question inventory or a question brainstorming session, as one teacher, Valerie Burton, calls it. Get a blank sheet of paper, grab your voice recorder or a laptop. Think of it as turning on or you've got a high pressure release valve there. One by one, write out, type out or speak out all the questions that come to mind that you're asking in this moment in your journey. And you might be surprised at what you discover. Create your own swarm of questions, and you just might discover the root of unrest deep within you. Just like that pressure valve releasing, you'll gain the chance to see what's at the core of some of the anxieties that you're having by asking the right questions. It's just so important. And we often just need to do that digging and intentional investigative work to find out what the right questions are. And then there's room for that peace to settle in as you prayerfully do this exercise, the swarm of questions is a slight modification of a method or tool that we use all the time in behavior design. It helps you to discover what matters the most in any given situation because our behaviors and the outcomes, they are what manifest in our ma- in our lives. They're measurably manifesting in our lives for better or for worse. And it's really an act of self-love and intentional living to find out what questions you're asking. And it creates what Captain James T. Kirk calls a respite from the mysteries of the unknown. And he also recorded in that same captain's log after the battle for Yorktown that there really is no such thing as the unknown, only the temporarily hidden. And isn't that so much like what we find as we live and walk by faith today? the opportunity to center ourselves in God's love and presence because everything for God is now. He's always completely present with you and me. And in his presence, resting in his presence and his provision is fullness of joy. There's no mysteries going on for him. Well, thank you so much for keeping me company for a few minutes today. I do hope that you'll stop by my website. It's juniefelix.com for more encouraging resources for the healing journey. And you can also pre-order my newest favorite encouragement outreach. You can also receive a copy of my book, The Gift of Sorrow. Lots of free resources there. Just stop by juniefelix.com and click on the link for you are worth the work. Moving forward from trauma to faith.